When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, Lori and Julia are back together in studio. Welcome back. Hello, hello, Grant, Julia. Thank you for holding down the ship as, uh, you know, I've been gone for like a week. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad, the zipper, passed away um, a week ago Thursday, and it was shocking because... My dad has, uh, you know, he, he had bladder cancer, but he kept it at bay for like 11 years. And then it left the building, left the bladder oh, building. Yeah. Rapidly. And, at the end. Uh, yeah, well, no, he like 16 months ago, it left mm. the, the bladder building. Right. And um, and he really like did aggressive chemo. My dad was a very strong man. He kept his Harley gun arms, you know, till the... When I saw him on Father's Day, he's like, look at my old man chicken arms. I said, let me put some lotion. I hate this. Because my dad is like a very, was a very eternally young person. So uh, he and his wife had just gotten back from an Alaskan cruise a week ago Sunday. And he died on Thursday morning. That just blew me away, Lori. Yeah. (laughs) Blew me away. uh, We were not, you know, prepared for it. And in fact, um, I had, I'm I'm doing a confession. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's matcha teas. Okay. Oh, Grant. I, I feel know. so bad for you. I mean, I, I, I listen. Donna Valentine was in tears. I mean, yeah. everyone around you has been so worried about you, yeah. Lori. Well, I mean, yeah. people know my dad mm-hmm. because I've talked about him for, uh, you know, 21 years. He's given me lots of fodder. He's a real character. And 16 years in a row, 2003 to 2019, he was at the fair, you know. Taking photos, signing autographs, flirting with women if his (laughs) wife wasn't there. In fact, one year when my sister came, it was so hot out. My dad is in his leather vest, a leather hat, heavy Harley boots, jeans, and we're like trying to get him to go on the air-conditioned trailer when we were where the Ferris wheel was. Oh, no. People, people, people want to meet me. I'm kind of famous, you know. I'm, I'm oh, like, I love that about him. Yeah, he he was a legend in his own mind, and he was a legend. I mean, he there were over 200 people at his service, and you know, when you're 81, a lot of your friends have passed. Well, or, I mean, it might not there. be, yeah. yeah, it might not be that, but it was a huge turnout, and you know, I did the eulogy, and I was so happy I was able to, you know, do that and, uh, you know, tell some funny stories. And 
things about my dad that, you know, people didn't know. They came up to me afterwards and said stuff. But uh, on Your the day on the day he left for his cruise, mm-hmm. I had a facelift. And I didn't tell my dad because I was like, uh, I'm going to see if he notices, see what he <laughs> oh, says. Because no. when I told my mom, she was like, oh, no, what if your face doesn't look the same? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd been thinking about it for like three years. And I'm like, just damn the snack. There's nothing. No There's lotion. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> not, no lotion is going to fix this damn neck. And I felt comfortable going to Dr. Jarvis at Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. Because he had done a brow lift on me 19 years earlier. And me too. I confess to that too. Yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) So I'm going to see Dr. Jarvis last Tuesday. And I hadn't talked to my dad on Monday because I knew they got home at midnight. I thought, he's probably exhausted. He had stopped chemo like two weeks before and just said, I can't take the chemo anymore. It's, It's just... And he had told us that when it gets to be... When I feel too sick, I'm just going to stop, and then I'm going to die, and I'm not going to linger, and I'm going to take drugs for the first time in my life. And he goes, I'm going to float away on something called morphine. <laughs> I'm like, good for you, Dad. But we were So I'm going to Jarvis oh, uh, to take out my st- staples and stitches, which is going to be my band name. And, <laughs> Great name. And, Lissam and Clover Staples and, and Stitches. And I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm so happy I, I did this. Corey, you I, look amazing. Yes, you look I can't. I, I mean, like, I'm dying. And I had good friends freaking out. You're not going to look the same. Right. I had judgment. I had this. I had support. I had this. I didn't care. I did it for me. And I wanted to see Dr. Jarvis because I'm like, he's already seen my skull. <laughs> With the brow lift. There you go. And I felt comfortable with yes. him because we were happy with, you know, what he did. So mm-hmm. he's taking out my staples and stitches. So, and really, it did not hurt. Just the first 24 hours, terribly uncomfortable, terribly boring because you can't do anything for two weeks and you have to sleep sitting up. And normally, 4th of July, I'm with my dad. But when he went on this, he wanted to go on a trip, one last trip with his wife over her birthday. Mm-hmm. So I thought, this is perfect timing. We're off the radio, get right. done. So Dr. Jarvis taking him out. And I said to him, I said, you know, my dad just got back. And I said, he's kind of not really responsive. He's just really sleeping. And what he, I said. And he hadn't eaten. And he hadn't eaten and he hadn't had anything to drink since Sunday. And this was Tuesday. And Dr. Jarvis said, how old is he? And I said, 81, but he's always been, you know, really riding motorcycles, presenting much younger. And he said, you need to, you need to get up there, you know? So I called you and I'm just like, I'm like, you go right now. You encourage, then you encourage me. And I thought, oh, damn it. I'm going to have to tell my dad, you know? So I get to Duluth and it's my birthday and my dad, I mean, he looked for the first time, old and frail, which yeah. I'd never seen before. And yeah. I said, Dad, you know, it's Dune. That's what he always called me, short for Lorna Dune. I loved those cookies as a kid. Oh, that's And uh, so all my nieces and nephews call me Dooney. And I said, Dad, don't die on my birthday, you um, old fart or something like that. And he just kind of, you know, kind of made a sound. And then I said, I took his hand and I said, Dad, I got something to tell you. I had a facelift. He sat up, 
Now he isn't. He hasn't been responsive. But not responsive for twenty four hours. And he went what? And then he opened his eyes and he like really looked at me and he goes, "Wow." Oh. <laughs> and then he laid down and I said to his wife, "I said I'm sorry that Dad's." Last, last conscious <laughs> thoughts and thing was, you know, about that you, he, yeah, yeah, was me and my face left and saying, wow. And, you know, but he, he, I saw oh. like, he was like, he was imp- not impressed, but he was just like, wow. And he yeah. opened his eyes and blinked twice and really looked at me hard. And I said, I, I know you're probably jealous, but okay. <laughs> you know, I saw your jawline, dad. I saw what was in front of me. And that was the last uh, kind of conscious moment. It he was. Had. Yeah. And that was Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday or Thursday morning. He passed away at 1108. And we were all talking about him and how basically on the whole cruise, all he did was eat ice cream and fruit because nothing tasted good from the chemo. And we yeah. were laughing about him. And his brother was there and my nice sister and um, his wife and he just passed away very peacefully, very quietly. None of this, you know, gasping. He wasn't in pain. Um, it, it was just very, very peaceful. And an hour later on the dot, uh, four of the Blue Angels came by information right out in front of his balcony. And we've had, I mean, a double rainbow on the day of his funeral oh. when my sisters and I were all together because the mean sister did fly in on you have to stop Sunday. Her. I know, but she <laughs> takes pride in her yeah, mean I sister know, thing. I like her. Uh, I do too. And she was the one. Too. She gave me massive amounts uh, about grief about my facelift, and then she's like, "Oh my god, that looks amazing." Oh, well, <laughs> up. And yeah. then mm-hmm. um, I know I'm I'm thrilled about it. So it's, if yeah. if you want to judge me, you know, no one's going to judge no. you. Everyone well, gets to do, do what they want. Yeah, well, my favorite thing is because remember how we keep saying, "I wish someone would give the guidebook like when they had it done," and no one ever talks about it. It's and like, not matcha tea and Pilates and water and yeah. eight hours of sleep that make you look right. Good. I mean, it's it wasn't the extra going Pilates. to a good plastic yeah. surgeon, but uh, we did yesterday. There were three signs from my dad because you had the final burial yesterday. Yeah, he's at a, there's a lovely new veteran cemetery up yes. in Twig, Minnesota, and um, a, a, a big deer came out as his casket was wheeled under the pavilion. My dad was a huge deer hunter. A hummingbird hovered over his casket, um, and my dad. And it's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, that's really something. And he loved his hummingbirds at his lake house. And then later that afternoon, two more hummingbirds came by, and then a pileated woodpecker, which my dad, he knew a lot of cool animal facts, but he loved the pileated woodpeckers uh, because they're red, white, and black. Yeah, and there was a pileated woodpecker outside of my dad's balcony so we're just like oh my gosh dad has just given us the sign so i mean i'm lucky i had him for a long time i he was 17 when i was born i knew my dad when he was 30 a lot of people can say they remember their parents at 30 so i have a lot of memories i have i'll continue to share my funny stories about the zipper and i want to thank everyone social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. People have been so, so kind. Our radio uh, family, they've just been 
beyond uh, lovely and it's really meant a lot and i even mentioned at my dad's eulogy i said he wouldn't know what any of this meant but he would love the attention. They had thousands <laughs> i said the only thing that got more attention was julia's wedding and rightfully <laughs> so weddings should get more attention than uh, uh deaths but uh yeah it really it really uh, warmed my heart so yeah. i thank everybody for that so anyway i'm back i'm Back, ready to gossip. Back and looking beautiful. Yes, oh yes. my gosh. I know everyone wants to hug me, and I'm like, be careful of my face. I had a face left. <laughs> I just love that about you. Yeah. So, Owning yeah, it. I couldn't be happier Good. about it. You know, that's the one thing that I like. And I like that my dad was like, wow. That was amazing. <laughs> when you told me that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. wow. I know. All right, listen, we got to go. We'll be right back. Grant here to talk to you about Hoffman Weber Construction. Now, I've said this many times, but they are they are your hometown experts for, for over 30 years when it comes to siding, windows, doors, gutters, solar, and roofing. Now, this morning, actually, I had Jason and his lovely wife, Christine, who also works over at Hoffman Weber Construction, come over to my house, check out my roof, because I had some hail damage from the summer before. And like I've told you in previous commercials, some insurance companies put a limit to when you can actually make a claim on this hail damage. So if you think you had some hail damage from last year or from the few storms that have come through this year, be sure to reach out to Jason and the sales team at Hoffman Weber Construction because they're going to walk you through the process from start to finish. Like I said this morning, he came by, went up on my roof, checked out a couple things, showed me the pictures, told me to call my insurance company to simply make the claim, and he'll handle it from there. Best way to do it and no way, no easier way to do it, I'll tell you that much. So I'm excited to work with Jason and Hoffman Weber Construction on getting this roof done. And you can do the same thing for your house by going to hwconstruction.com. So there's this amazing rescue story. A man was set sail and he kept sailing for longer than he anticipated. So here, here's the really miraculous story of um, Tim Shattuck. He was 51 years old and his dog Bella were saved this is their story. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer joins us with more. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Tim Shattuck appeared to be in a dire situation before he was rescued by a crew of a tuna trawler. He and his dog tuna Bella trawler. only had each other as weeks turned to months lost at sea. Fearing the end could be near, he says he was saved just in the nick of time. Disembarking his rescue ship with a warm embrace for the team who saved him. This morning, Tim Shattuck is the sea-weary castaway who's now sharing his harrowing story of survival with the world. When you get saved, you feel like you, you want to live. So I'm very grateful. After being lost at sea for nearly three months, the Sydney sailor indebted to the fisherman who plucked him out of the ocean. I'm alive and... Uh, and uh, I did, really didn't think I'd make it. Discovered bobbing some 1,300 miles off Mexico's west coast, Shattuck, who was stranded at sea with his new dog, Bella, was reeled in by a tuna trawler after he was miraculously spotted by a helicopter working with a ship. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Shattuck says he and Bella survived for months by drinking rainwater and eating a diet of raw fish. So it was a lot of tuna, you know, sushi. I'm still very skinny. By the time I came here to the fishing boat, I was just eating so much food. <laughs> just weeks into their three-month voyage from La Paz, Mexico to French Polynesia, Shattuck says a storm wiped out all the electronics aboard their catamaran. Holding on to each other, they survived against the odds. She's a beautiful animal. I, I'm just grateful she's alive, you know. She's, she, she's a bit, she's a lot more braver than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine though? Oh, I know it. And, and he had fishing gear and okay. he's, uh, it was he a just, catamaran, a catamaran and whatever happened in the storm, it took out all the electronics. So he had that, but, um, it's kind of, I'm always amazed when people can survive, survive. these kind of things. And the fact that. The dog survived and luckily had fishing gear, Mm -hmm. you know, so he was able to, you know, catch fish and everything. And um, my sister went out of La Paz on a sailing trip that was supposed to just be a little three-day thing to Puerto Vallarta. She she thought she was going to die. Oh, serious? The sea just changed? So rough. And she's like, I will never do that again. They were on a catamaran, right. went out of the La Paz port, uh-huh. and she was just like, it. the weather just changed. And she said, I've never prayed so hard in my life because all I could think about was, am I going to be lost at sea? Oh, my gosh. No, that would be, that yeah, would yeah. be so scary. And this guy looks, I, And he's like, I'm going, you know. He's I'll, going again. I'll never give up the sea. This is my, this he, is my passion. And he just decided kind of on a, not a whim, because he was prepared in one of the interviews that I saw that he did. Uh, but he was like, I'm just going to sail from La Paz to French Polynesia. Mm-hmm. And it's not as far as you'd think, because you're already over on that sure. side of the world, yeah. if you will. But he, he did, um. He kept trying to get someone to adopt this dog who just kept following him around Cabo or wherever he was living. And so one of the guys in the tuna ship, Tuna Trawler, uh, said, I will take this dog. I I don't know why he didn't feel. I think because he lives on a boat. Oh, he's giving up Bella. He's giving up Bella after all of that. I I was kind of surprised, but he feels... Bella needs a land stable home. Sure, yeah. she does. Bella had enough of the sea. She did, but and she they went went under the sails to keep out of the sun. Yeah, he looks like a combination of Santa Claus and Chris Kringle, yeah, right. which are the same people but different. They kind of look different yeah. depending on what picture you're looking. At. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had a heck of a wicked beard for sure. Yeah, for I sure. I can't. I mean, the survival at sea, and they say it's like finding a needle in a haystack. And a helis- helicopter was going out to look for tuna. For the tuna, yeah, they're spotters. They're spotters, so they yes. basically because they they go and like and spool or what's sure. the, they they go together they in find groups, the schools. and so they find the school, and then they say, "Hey, come over here and fish over here." But they have spotters. That's a very common thing when it comes to fishing for tuna. So yeah. yesterday we had the tree top 
trail person on from the Minnesota Zoo. Say that three times fast. Tree top trail <laughs> and a tuna trawler. <laughs> it's tea for Tuesday slash Wednesday. Right? And a group of four canoe paddlers traveled the length of the Mississippi River in fewer than 17 days. And they just got the news that they broke a record the in the Guinness World Book of Records for wow, the cool. recovering that whole And we come back, Jason is going to call in and give us some movie reviews, our very own Jason Matheson. So stay with us. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. (laughs) Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce. And so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Happy Wednesday, Hump Day, Wisdom Wednesday, and we have our very own Jason Matheson. It's like a throwback day for Jason doing movie reviews. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, guys. How are you, honey? Good. Hi, Lori. Love you. Thinking of you. Oh, thank you so much, Jason. I got your nice text. People have been so lovely on our social media, our our MyTalk family and friends. Yeah, good people. So we just want you to know, Colin and I have been thinking of you. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much, Jason. Okay, so Jason, I saw Barbie. Barbie Heimer, is that what we're calling it? (laughs) So we want, can you talk about, you can talk about Barbie now, can't you? I can, but Julie, I'm very sorry. I'm still in the Oppenheimer Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer screening, so uh, if I have to go, it's because the movie is still playing. (laughs) <laughs> it was it so was if i, if I you... have to stop talking at any moment it's because the movie's still going <laughs> okay all right let's start there because we were both at the oppenheimer premiere last night tell me your thoughts it's still going <laughs> did you really feel that way <laughs> yeah i said and 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 I'll get. I I'm gonna do like a full review, obviously tomorrow yeah. on the other on on my show. But um, yeah, I, look, I appreciated it. I thought it was great. But I gotta tell you, for whatever reason, I felt the I felt every minute of the three hours and seven minutes that we were there. I think it's because you work 19 jobs and have to get up so early too. Uh, that p- perhaps, but I don't mind. Um, you know, I-, I-, I like a good Titanic. I I've I can sit through a three hour movie, but um, I it, I got a little squirrely at about the two hour uh, and thirty minute mark. I was like, okay, um, it was uh, it was a tough sit at times. That's interesting because and is this the one about the nuclear bomb? The guy who makes the nuclear yeah, bomb that we dropped? It's not the Barbie movie. No, but it's, <laughs> but I'm saying yes. Oppenheimer for people He's the who father might not know. of the atomic bomb. Thank they call you. him. 
it, you know, it, I see, I had such a different experience because I, um, I can never sit through a long movie and, but I agree at two thirty, I was done at two two twenty. I was checking my watch, but mm-hmm. up until then I was mesmerized. Yes, I would. You know what? I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I, it was very funny when I brought up on the morning show uh, that you were there Holly Roberts about <laughs> collapsed. Uh, she <laughs> thought that you, that it was a decoy, that you really weren't there. Uh, it was someone disguised as you because she, from her experience, you could never imagine you sitting through anything longer than a buck 30. So, I, was, um, I was surprised at myself too. Well, mm-hmm. do you guys agree with uh, variety and Deadline, a lot of people are saying that this is Christopher Nolan's masterwork, that it's going to be a classic best picture and definitely winning Oscars. I um, I agree with 95% of that. Okay. I do, no, personally, personally, I do not think it's his masterpiece. I think The Dark Knight is oh. actually yes, his, trilogy. his yeah. best yeah, um, but everything else, the awards, um, it being an important film, it being quite magnificent, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I just, it'll be, it'll be one of those movies, one and done. I will never watch this again, mm-hmm. and I'm a multi-viewing movie kind of guy. That's so interesting because, seriously, my kids, you know, one was started out going to the movie with me and ended up going home, uh-huh. um, but... They both, you know, mom, how was it? And I, should we go? Should we go? And it was, it was so different than what I expected it to be. First of all, well, there's my gosh, it's a who's who of Hollywood starring in this. Everyone's movie. in it. Cillian Murphy, I thought, was captivating. Do you know he ate an almond a day or something during filming because the real Robert Oppenheimer was so thin he basically existed on cigarettes and martinis. My kind of guy. <laughs> yes, that's what I've been living on since March. Uh, yeah. My kind of guy. I throw in some potato chips every while. Yeah. Okay, so so no, go ahead. No, I was going to say the one other thing. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is mm. worth going uh, to this movie. Uh, this is acting. I mean, you know, with Iron Man, at times you kind of feel like he's playing a version of himself. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few. This is a movie where... You're seeing him act, and my God, is he good? Okay, I didn't. Even, I can't wait. I to didn't see even this. know it was him for a while. Oh, it did. It doesn't even look like him in the trailer. No. Yeah. No. All right. I, let's I, move all right, on we're to Barbie. Move on. We're going to move on to Barbie, and we'll discuss more of Oppenheimer later. I do think that um, initially, when the movie started, I'm so used to watching everything in closed captioned. I wanted closed captions when that movie started. Barbie? No, Oppenheimer. Oh, Oppenheimer okay. What do you think of that? I mean, like, I wasn't, I'm having a hard time, and I'm like, where's the closed caption button? Yeah, you know what, Julie? I'm glad that you said that because this was going to be in my review tomorrow, and that is um, everyone listening, do yourself a favor, jump on the old YouTube, and watch like a little briefer on Oppenheimer. Um, have some general idea of his life or the making of the atomic bomb, because this is not a linear movie. It jumps all over the place. And mm-hmm. my father, my father-in-law mentioned this as we were walking out, he came to the movie. He was like, it was hard to follow at times. So have 
a shallow base of knowledge okay. about Oppenheimer. I, I just watched like three little YouTube clips this morning because I was kind of interested, uh-huh. and it really helped. It it helped me out. Okay. It helped me out. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Okay, yeah. so let's move yeah. on to Barbie. Oh God! <laughs> what? Oh, no. This is so good. Is it? Oh, thank God. Oh, this is so good. It's so fresh. It's so original. It winks at the audience constantly. Um, bravo to Greta Gerwig and bravo to Mattel and Warner Brothers. And the reason I say that is I'm, I, 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 when I reviewed it this morning, I, I, I said this and I'm going to say it again. I don't want to give away too much of the plot okay. because they have purposely kept a lot of stuff secret. I mean, basically the general plot, you don't even know, yeah, right. which is, which is part of the magic because when it unfolds and you see what the Barbie movie is really about, that revelation alone is hysterical. And you're like, Oh my goodness, this is real inventive. Now you do see in the trailer, so I don't mind saying this. Uh, Barbie lives in Barbie Land. Yes, and um, of course and, she does. <laughs> and, and of course she does. <laughs> and things things start going wrong with Barbie, uh, meaning Margot Robbie's Barbie, which is called stereotypical Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll see why in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, things her perfect Barbie life starts to change and she can't figure out why you find out why and Ken played by Ryan Gosling stereotypical Ken um, uh, comes along and I will say this makes you fall in love even deeper with Ryan Gosling. I've heard he's everything in this movie that he he is, is beyond great. Lori Lori, if he isn't nominated, mm-hmm. I mean, Hollywood is already shut down and, right. and, and turned into a spirit Halloween store. But <laughs> if 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 uh, if Ryan isn't nominated for an Oscar and there's always one of these to me every year, if he isn't, the Academy should shut down and turn into a subway. Mm. I mean, and start serving some footlongs because mm-hmm. he is so he is actually better to me. I, I was more, I was LOLing at Ken um, because, oh, I don't, I can't say it. Okay, can't. don't say it. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say it. And, and also, there are so many wonderful cameos and surprises and pieces of Barbie culture. If you grew up with Barbie, if yeah. you played with Barbie and you knew the outfits and the accessories mm-hmm. and the pets and, you will be joyful throughout the entire movie. Oh, I can't wait. And also, the movie has heart. It, there, it has a Toy Story-like ribbon um, in it that will touch you. And then it's a, and it's a commentary on society in a non-preachy way. And it's a, it's a pro-woman movie. Um, again, not in um, and just like that kind of Thank you. gaggy way of like, yeah. you know what I mean? Of mm-hmm. like, you know, we're checking, we're checking all of these boxes sure. to make sure we're, it, it's not like that. Um, now, having, having just said that, this is not a kid's movie. 
Um, because as I left, I thought, wow, what's the general public going to think of this movie? Um, it is not a kid's movie. It's PG-13 for a reason. Okay. And the only na- and the only negative I quickly have is about 40, 50 minutes in, there's a sequence, a sequence with Will Smith in an office building that gets a little zany, and you're like, oh, God, is it going off the track? Do not worry. It gets back on the track quickly. Cool. It gets a little, yeah, it gets a little dumb for a second, and I got real worried. Right. Um, because the first... The first 50 minutes is so good. But overall, an A. An A for Barbie. All right. And what do you give Oppenheimer? Well, when it's over, and I can totally <laughs> When you can it, go back to your life? <laughs> when, the, when the movie's finished, I will give it probably like a B plus. Okay. okay. All right. That's good. That's good. This is our yeah. Fox Nine Fox. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, Remember Jason, that's wow. how we met you. Hello, hello, two thousand six <laughs> or seven or whenever. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, those are two great You're reviews. Welcome, Thank you. Thank you so much, Jason. And of course, Jason's on the morning show and on the Jason Show every day at ten o'clock on Fox. Thanks so much, Jace. Bye, guys. Love you. All right. When we come back. Did, wait, I want to ask Grant. Did you post that little clip of yes. Ryan Gosling? It's Ryan just, it's not from the movie. Yeah. It's just him doing promotions when they were promoting. When they used to be promoting. Because I feel like Barbie is the best marketed movie we've ever, ever. seen in ever. our lives. Ever. I mean, it's you, everywhere. The fashion. The fashion. The, 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 there's a color that has become popular based off of this movie, obvious. I mean, there's so many angles. For the marketing of this, we have a Burger King with a pink sauce. Burger King has a burger out with pink sauce on it right now. I mean, everything. Everyone who has pink nails, I just go, oh yeah, Barbie. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Everyone's ready. Mm -hmm. Everyone's ready. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's Lori and Julia. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Learning RX. So um, I saw my cousin, um, this, uh, she flew in from out of town, obviously, for my dad, but she teaches uh, reading in school and to kids who are maybe they have dyslexia or whatever they might have but she said i said is it true that all these stories about kids getting so far behind she said first second and third grade graders are so far behind on reading she said we are going back to the basics basically what learning rx says she says because there are so many kids who don't know how to learn. They don't know how to sound out words. They don't. Right. She said, I don't know why we ever got away from that kind of teaching. Right. And so learning our ex, if you've got a child that has struggled with reading, it makes such a huge difference in their entire school life. And in life, reading is, is key. Learning our ex. Okay, and later in our show today, we're going to give away tickets to the Polo Classic on August 6th. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, so we'll be doing that later. Okay, so um, we just had Jason on. It was so nice of him to call in. Yes. Um, and he's still at the movie theater. I left last <laughs> night when it ended. But oh, I will say... scares me a little bit. No, I mean, I, you know, in, again, sometimes it's... Where you're, you're the one who can never take a long movie. I can movie. never take a long movie. And you movie. got through 220, you said. And, um, and really, the story... Okay, I'm just going to give you a couple details about it. So, Christopher Nolan... Um, shot this in in IMAX and mm-hmm. in seventy milliliter film, and it's a wide film. Milli what? Milli- millimeter. Millimeter would be water. Yes. Yeah. It's this <laughs> wide film. It's got high resolution. It's eleven miles long. 
the film, um, it can project more color. It's like the difference between listening to an MP3 versus vinyl, yeah, where yeah. you get the texture and you get Got the it. clarity mm. and you get richness and boldness. Well, remember, uh, Tom Cruise didn't want this movie happening because he wanted Mission Impossible to right. play, play, play right, in right, the IMAX. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And so we don't have IMAX theaters here. And we have Not two. We don't have full ones, but yep. we have two 70 millimeter films. And that's where they showed it at Southdale AMC last okay, night. That's one of those. That, mm-hmm. And so is Imagine at Willow Creek. Yes. If you want. So for me, and I ended up going alone, I um, sat next to Rocco and Sergeant Mark Rosen was on right on the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, I had see, done a little bit of research on Oppenheimer myself because mm-hmm. I wanted to know a little bit more about the just about him in general and also MSNBC last Sunday night had this big thing that I taped and kind of watched. But you don't need that. This is the man who was brilliant, who was charged with creating the atomic bomb, basically. Mm-hmm. But you, it does jump back and forth between different timelines. And um, I just, the acting, the acting I mean, part Emily of it. Blunt, well, I read she that was, she has amazing chemistry. She's amazing. Um, Cillian... Um, Murphy. Murphy. People know him, too, from Peaky Blinders. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. And he has amazing big blue eyes and all these high cheekbones. And yeah. he had to slim down. He ate an he almond. He did like 40 pounds. An almond a day. day. Yeah. Oh, and he's already a skinny thin. guy. Yeah. Yes, he yeah, is. No, so this is real skinny. And, and he looks thin on film. So imagine him. Yeah. I guess that is how the real Oppenheimer. Very, who, very who pretty thin. much did subsist on martinis and syrups. And didn't I, wasn't much of an eater. No. <laughs> just the, the brain, the brain, yeah. the brain, the brain. And so it takes you through the time, what's going on in our culture at that time. And it's, I was captivated. And I really, um, you know, once you get used to following the back and forth, I do, we do it in books all the time. I'm yeah, just yeah. so used to it yeah. that I can, I can do that. But it, um, I thought it was a dramatic thriller. It was just maybe 15 to 20 minutes too long at the mm-hmm. very end. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it, Kept me captivated. Yeah, I, it, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see there. Barbie first. I would see, and Barbie then I'm gonna is, see Barbie is supposed to be more, you know, yeah. brainy than you ever thought, but more entertaining than you yeah. ever thought possible. See that right there, because you guys know I'm doing the double on Saturday. Yeah, you are, and that worries me because I was hoping that the thinker would be Oppen. And then I could relax in Barbie. You're gonna but, relax in Barbie. It yeah. just is surprisingly clever and I love cerebral. That. Yeah, I, I think though I'm I'm not gonna lie. Has anyone seen Mission Impossible? I want to go to that. Yeah, I have. Yes. Okay, and tell us about that. Amazing. I saw it last weekend. It's like like we've heard before, and we've heard a lot of people say it is the it's a true action movie and this is comes out from a lot of people have been saying this you know we're we're overdone with cgi and yes. and fake and with fake. These marvel fake scenes and all this stuff but working with the green screen green, exactly this is a true action movie that even and the story is fantastic i cannot wait for the next one they left you right at a great point but it is it's it's truly um it's what action movies needed to show us what it's like to not watch a movie that was made with a green screen. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr. talked about his role in this and how he was so sick of doing the Iron Man because you act alone in front of a green screen. Yeah, yeah. And we've heard this from some other actors. polarizing because it was 10 years of the same character right. without true... Well, you know, I, thought he'd for, I thought he didn't want to act anymore. No, he said the, the, the role that brought him back to it was Dr. Doolittle, which everyone panned, but yeah. he was acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, according to him. But he is amazing in this. And like you said, sorry to interrupt, but you said you couldn't recognize him. 
he in fact said that, and and Christopher Nolan talked about that on the audio from when he was promoting this on GMA. That we're talking about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, yes, and and Christopher Nolan, the director, said that you know when he brought in Robert Downey Jr., Robert did such an amazing job, and it, it's hard to recognize him, and that's what Robert wanted. He knows that he did a good job if you don't recognize him, and, and this is what brought him back. I feel like to outside of the. Iron Man right. facade, you know? It is, I mean, Casey Affleck, Florence Pugh, you do see your breasts. Oh, Casey, I didn't even know that was Yeah, Casey's he's in, in it. it. Oh, Emily, cool. Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Jack Quaid, Josh Hartnett is so hot in this. Gary Allman, Tony wow. Goldwyn. Wow. Other people you would recognize that you've seen. It, it was, it's a just a well, cast of cast. Tomatoes, Oppenheimer, the critics are calling it a masterpiece. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Barbie has a very impressive 89%. Barbie's just going to be pure joy, I yeah. think. Like what Jason said, it's just pure joy. Yeah. And it's so surprising. It's not what you expect. I saw Patrick there last night. Mm-hmm. And he also said it's it's so yummy and delicious and more different than you'd ever think. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. just don't, you kind of want to see it right away. But anyway, I... Um, I'm so glad I have my very own Ken. Oh, you're so funny. And she does. <laughs> he do. does with his very own man mound. <laughs> yes, and with the Kennergy galore, my Casey. And, and that is happening. And so if you, um, and like what Jason said, Barbie really isn't to bring kids. You know, it's PG-13. PG-13, yeah. So go with your girlfriends it. and enjoy it. Yeah. I just, I I was taken away last night. Yeah, I, I guess he was like, okay, he said, we had three big movies to go there see. There is, because I want to take, now I want to go to Mission Possible Sex, oh, too, you, or whatever it is. You, you, It's so nice to just kind of forget the crazy Tom and just sit back and watch oh, him do is, what he does. It is truly amazing. And we just watched the last one that was done in 2018. It was on TV this past weekend, You're and we good. watched it. It is so entertaining. Well, one of the things, though, that I listened to Fran Drescher, she really feels like she got played by the AT, the Association of Motion Pictures. Yeah, yeah. studios. Yes, that they did that extension so that the Oppenheimer and Barbie, Barbie press junkets could continue. Oh, because those movies are so important to theaters. Oh, interesting. And she's like, I did get played. Yeah. As the president of SAG AFTRA, mm-hmm. they pretended like they were willing to meet us, uh, you know, further in than we thought. But she said as soon as they came back with, yeah, we only want to, we're going to scan people for background and then just recreate it with AI and only pay them once. She said, I knew that, I, wow, I got go. played. Yeah. We got played, the negotiating right. team, so that the Barbie the Barbenheimer press junkets could continue. Interesting. Wow, that's a nugget. Yeah, and you know, the Oppenheimer, the cast, didn't they leave the they, London they premiere? Because yes. that's when they, they did the red carpet an hour early, and then they left right when the movie started. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. All right, well, we've got much, much more to discuss on our show today. 